0: They want to fail the Holy Ghost if somehow some of you would just release what's really got you bound. If you trust God enough and just release and say, here it is, God. Because I trust you and you're big enough. You're God. I'm not in control anyway, you are. You're the one that's in control. I'm not. And I'm just going to release it. Put it in your hands. And I'm not putting a time limit on it. I'm not putting nothing on it. I'm putting it. I cut all the ties with it. And I put it in your hands. And you know what? If you release it in the hands of your Heavenly Father, I'll tell you, He loves you. He cares more about you than you do. He knows more what's best for you than you do. He knows what road to send you down. And He knows when to send you down. And what season to send you down. He's your creator. He's your maker. He's the one that equips us. Hallelujah. So if you just release it into His hands. Amen. Say, there it is, God. There's my life. There's my heart. There's my past. There's my present. There's my future. That's all of you and what I am. Come on, Brother Sanford. He doesn't need an invitation up here tonight. I want him to come, whatever he feels in the Lord and feels in the Holy Ghost. If he says, let's go home, that's what we're going to do. If he wants to keep us to midnight, that's what we're going to do. Amen. God bless him.
1: Give you a moment to return to your pew. Aren't you glad to be a part of something that's much bigger than you? Something you cannot control and manipulate. But when there's a genuine hunger and thirst, it speaks for itself. It's self advertising. Sometime God pushes the pause button. Such as tonight, not for us to stall, but for him to start something. And something has started tonight, has been released. The Holy Ghost has initiated a new beginning in somebody's life. Now He gave me the prerogative just to do what I feel. I could say pizza. He said, we're going to do whatever I said. But I'm going to push the pause button for just a moment on natural substance, and remind you that there is spiritual manna in this house. I didn't. I don't have my Bible, but my notepad. It's right over there. I've got a message. I walked into the bedroom tonight, and the Lord spoke to me. And said, "You won't preach tonight." I felt a strong impression. You won't preach your message tonight. And as this service began to progress. It, became more and more obvious not that I doubted God but I I do have just a few comments that I would like to make I'm going to let you take the load off if you'd like in other words be seated (laughs) oh he's very insulting not really I'm just has a way with words amen and so do you, in a good way. We've already heard preaching. and uh, Words fitly spoken are like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Your pastor and Brother Troy and other ministers get behind this pulpit and they speak life. Because the word is life. And God has started something. Now many were prayed for, but the young lady that we prayed for for quite a length of time. That was not a waste of time. That's not energy spent foolishly. But he will leave the ninety and nine and target, find and locate that one that's in dire straits. There, there, a lot of people got prayed for and, and all needs are serious and urgent. But there's some bordering on urgency and a matter of emergency. But God started something in some hearts and lives tonight. And it will not be short-lived, but it will have a longevity about it spiritually. And it's going to carry you in the coming days. And uh, I just want to remind us that Jesus went a little further. He had taken that inner circle of disciples and they journeyed to Gethsemane. Jesus is feeling the weight, the heaviness of a world that lies in darkness, sin, abounding. Jesus could feel the brute force of the weight upon him. and He was being driven to prayer. Being driven to a place of commitment and consecration and, and dedication and intercessory prayer. He asked the disciples to join him, and I, I don't know how long they prayed, but Jesus had distanced himself from those men, and then he returned, and, and they were asleep, and he aroused them. He awakened them, and could not you watch with me but just one hour, and you know the story, and they prayed a while. I don't know how long they prayed, and then I guess they fell back to sleep, given in to the weariness and the tiredness of another day, But initially, here's the point that I want to make. Finally, he he goes back and they're asleep again. And we know the story when he looks at those men and says, Sleep on, mine hour is at hand. And here goes. The Scripture says, And Jesus went a little further. I don't know how many steps he took. I don't know the distance that he separated himself from those men. But he was willing to go a little further. He was willing to stretch himself out of proportion, if you will. He was willing, I believe, to just go headlong into that situation. In fact, he began to pray until his sweats became as great drops of blood. It wasn't just a generic prayer that he prayed. It wasn't just some casual, lay me down to sleep prayer But he was being propelled and he was being moved on by the Spirit with groanings and probably that could not be understood. And he's praying because he went a little further. And finally, it's after he went a little further that victory was won. Sometimes the question is asked, how far do we want to go? How far do we want to take this thing called prayer? How far do we want to go in this altar service tonight? There can be a repeat performance of what happened around this altar just a few moments ago. Or it can happen right where you're sitting. In fact, in a few moments, you may choose to stand and lift your hands. And in your mind and in your spirit and in your hunger, you're traveling a little further. You're distancing yourself from those things that have been bothering you and harassing you and bombarding you. There's been a barrage Of evil attacks against your mind. And some of these that we prayed for on the altar, I felt an attack had come against their mind, and I began to pray against that attack. And you know what? I felt victory move in. And I felt that old spirit of gloom and doom and oppression have to take a back seat and have to move away. Does anybody want to go just a little further in this service? I'm not talking an hour. I suppose, or 30 minutes, but maybe just a few more minutes, you're willing to lift your voice along with your faith. You're willing to make your petition known. You're willing to say, God, I'm not going to miss my moment. I, I believe I'm at a breaking point. I'm at my own personal Gethsemane. And I have distanced myself from everything else for the next few moments. And I'm about to have a breakthrough, a divine encounter. That is going to catapult me into a dynamic and a dimension of joy and peace and victory and deliverance in my life. This pain is about to leave my body. This heaviness is about to lift my spirit. This weariness is going to have to move away and never return again. While they were sleeping, Jesus was praying and interceding. And finally the victory was won because initially as he began to pray in his humanity, if it's possible, if there's any other way, if there's a shortcut, nothing good from him comes cheap. The victory, the breakthrough, the anointing that you want in your life has a price. Everything spiritual is costly. You see people with anointing and a tremendous walk with God, ministry and lay members, and you wonder, oh my, that must be nice. There's a price that they've paid. It has cost them almost everything. Amen? Because there will be times of misunderstanding and people will not know what to make of you and you'll be falsely accused and and people will think you're trying to be some prima donna or some holy joe. You'll be called everything because the carnal mind cannot discern the things of the Spirit. But there are people in this house that God is elevating to a plateau, to a level of special anointing because you are choosing to go further even though your wife doesn't understand your consecration and your husband says, man, honey, don't you think you're overdoing it just a little bit? I had plans tonight. We were going to go out and eat, but oh, you are in the closet somewhere in the bedroom praying. I'm here to tell you right now, this doesn't come cheap. I still believe what goes up will come down. And if you'll send up some prayers in your life, there is a joy, there is an encounter, there is an anointing that is about to attach itself to you. And where there has been weakness, there's going to be strength. And where there's been confusion, you're going to live with direction. Anybody willing to go a little further? Further? You need cold pizza or you nuke it in the microwave. But I'm telling somebody, you've already paid the price. Jesus paid the price. He said, For this cause came I into the world. Everything that has happened up until this point has led me to this place, has led me to this point. And he began to pray in his flesh, in his humanity. If it's possible, if there's any other way around, if it's left this cup, he could see what was inside the cup. It was bitter. It was painful. It represents loneliness and being cut off from everything and everyone. Pain. Crucifixion. Death. Separation. and He could see the bitter cup and everything that it entails. And he said, if it's possible. But there's no shortcut to the anointing. There's no shortcut to victory. There's no shortcut to miracles. But then finally he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. It was the will of the flesh to take the easy way out. Take the, travel the road of least resistance. Just a little prayer. Just a little Hallelujah. A church service every once in a while. Maybe fasting a meal every three or four weeks. Hello? Amen? Is he talking to me? I'm talking to us. But I'm telling somebody, and I'm almost through, believe it or not. Not going to make the million dollars tonight. But that's all right. I got it this morning in the Holy Ghost, it'll carry me for a few days. Now I'm just carrying on. But I'm here to tell you in the Spirit, uh, you can't put a price tag or a value on what is being released to some folks in this. Not because I'm here, but because you have been willing the last several years to go further and then a little further. And you camp there a while and you say, I can't stay here. I've been around this mountain before. I'm ready for higher heights and deeper depths. Brother, there is an anointing upon you, but not like what's coming upon you. There is a victory. There is an apostolic authority. And the devil doesn't like it. But I'm telling you, whom God calls, he qualifies. And he's qualifying you for the job that is now. And the jobs that lay ahead. Come on, let me challenge every one of us. Let's go back to our own personal Gethsemane. And let's be willing to go further and further and deeper and deeper into this. And God will anoint you for the times. I believe, and I've got to quit, but I believe in every season there is a special anointing that God releases into that season to keep you, to sustain you, to carry you. Because seasons come and seasons go. And as you leave one season and trans, you know, you transfer to the next, transition to the next, there'll be a season there, not like the one you just left, but there'll be a special anointing there that's totally different than the last anointing. Because some are on the mountain, but some are in the valley. But there is an anointing in the valley. That sustains you and keeps you. Thank God for praise reports. But what are you going to do when there is no praise report? Let me tell you what real faith is. It's what sustains us and keeps us when there is no miracle. When there is no manifestation. When the breakthrough doesn't come according to your timetable. A real faith, it will keep you and hold you and sustain you because you live with an understanding that after a while, my time will come if I can just endure this season, this difficulty, this trial, this sickness, this disappointment. After a while, joy is coming in the morning and it's a season of anointing that sustains you until the answer comes, until thy prayer is answered, until the miracle takes place. Why don't we all stand and praise Him? And somebody's in a season of travail. You're on a journey that's carrying you further and further. It's carrying you further and further from the enticement. I'm in the Holy Ghost. From the enticements and the allurements of the world. And it's carrying you closer to consecration and dedication. Because the further we get from the world, the closer we get to God. Young lady, God was touching your mind. God built a wall around your mind that's going to keep some stuff out, but it's also going to keep the right stuff in. I'm not embarrassing her. Everybody in this house has got a mind, a brain, and don't tell me that the devil don't work overtime on your thoughts, your emotions, your mind. Come on, let's get real. Let's get transparent. Let's get rid of the facade. Take off the false mask. I got news for you. The mind is the battleground, but thou anointest my hand with oil. Would you lay your hand on your forehead and pray for yourself right now? God is building a wall around the mind. That the enemy cannot penetrate. And all the while I'm going further. I'm not going to stop now. I'm going to believe more than I've ever believed. I'm going to be faithful more than I've ever been faithful. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to fast more preacher. I'm going to do everything more. Because God. Let me tell you what the breakthrough is. It's out there somewhere. What do you mean? It's purposing in your heart that you're going to journey further that you're not going to stop short that you're not going to minimize everything when it comes to living for God but you're going to maximize it amen got to quit I know people have prayed, you're tired, you're wore out probably won't even be able to eat any pizza it's amazing folks Fishing to get well between now and pizza time Suddenly there's a recovery. I feel a recovery coming on right now. It ain't the Holy Ghost recovery. It's somebody that says, I like pizza. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. But before we indulge in that, one more time, lift your hands. And thank God. Whether you got anointed by oil, whether the preacher ever laid hands on your forehead... God is touching your mind right now. I know what I feel. There is a spirit of recovery in this house. Somebody's recovering from depression. Recovering from oppression. Recovering from weakness. Recovering from failure. Recovering from mistakes. Recovering from wounds and hurts. Glory. I feel it. What a victory. I don't know about you, but I'm going to leave this service with a taste of victory in my mouth. Right. Woo! With a taste of victory. Right. With a sound of victory. Right. Verberating in my ears. Look at somebody and tell them there's victory. Right. Amen? Let me give you a natural analogy. And, and this ain't to put anybody on the spot. But nobody can eat just one Lay's potato chip. And I've seen very few people eat one piece of pizza. So I hope there's several pizzas out there. It, for me, it's either no pizza or more than one. Hello? And I'm kind of between in betwixt. Because I've already eaten lunch and I sometimes don't eat at night, but... But you know, I need to fellowship with you folks. I just wouldn't sleep a wink tonight if I didn't just sit down and break bread with you. Or pizza. Hello? So I'm serving notice now, probably at least two pieces. Unless we start running out. And when you leave, I can find something. Because y'all had a party Friday night. And I walked in and found something. I went to get some ice, and I looked over on the freezer, and there's chips, and I'm not a big chip eater, but oh, the other basket, honey buns, chocolate donuts, oatmeal cream pie, shut your mouth, lock the back door. And I said, they didn't lay that out for me, I don't think. I know they like me, but not that much. But he said something one time, and I, I remember what I want to remember. He's told me more than once, whatever you find out there, help yourself. And I worked for him. We work for God, but while I'm under Him, and there have been times I have, and there are times I leave stuff alone. Just depends on what I want to do. (laughs) So I walked over there late yesterday evening. Any, many, mighty, mo. Hmm. Oh, that was easy to solve. Just get one of each. But I didn't, but I, I got me a, one of those little packs of chocolate doughnuts. And, and I eat that, and I thought, well, that was good. Well, I don't need to be doing this, but let me see here. Oh, I love honey buns. And they're not the big honey buns. They're the little small, so I'll get me one of those. He said to help myself. So if you're missing a couple... I don't know who's in charge. Whoever, who brought that? And there were boxes that's not opened. He sent me out some of that this morning. I left it alone. I recovered from a moment of weakness. I know you're standing. Just make you hungrier. But sometime between lunch and tonight, went back in there to get some ice. And I said, it's just not right for that box of honey buns just to be laying there closed. I said, I'll go ahead by faith and open it. And I open it and put it out there for everybody. And I said, that way they won't miss the two that I got. But there's always somebody smarter than you. Hello? So if there's a box of honey buns that's been opened, I open it, but I poured it all out there. Amen. Isn't it nice to have fun? Somebody said, too much is enough. Let's go eat. But I'm glad that even though this is a spiritual church and a great church, you can still let your hair down and have fun. How many is leaving with a good feeling tonight, a good taste of victory in your soul? Hello. God bless you. I'll turn this to the pastor.
0: Praise the Lord, church. Well, if everybody gets a piece of pizza, you believe God got in it, because we didn't have about eight. So there's going to be a lot of little pizza, brother. You may not even get to one. (laughs) All right. God bless you. You can be seated. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Honor. Amen. You have a birthday? We just done it. Okay. All right grandma wasn't here <laughs> uh, anyone else no birthdays no birthdays anniversaries no anniversaries all right well we'll just let you be dismissed in the fear of the lord don't forget tomorrow night six thirty prayer time seven o'clock service time come in this house believe in a move of god don't forget offering and tithes we didn't receive them tonight both plates are out just fill them up and uh, we'll we'll work it out and, and it'll be all right. Okay, love you, appreciate you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. us um, Sister Shelley, you and Brother Nathan gonna give that victory report. He reminded me he got talked about the victory. Hi, right, Brother Nathan. She's pointing back there at you. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> all right amen praise god I tell you folks standing in bombarding heaven for people to make all the difference in the world don't let that devil persuade you that god's not hearing your prayers he's hears them and he's going to do something about it you just hang on you just stay with it love you tonight appreciate you Come back tomorrow night, expect a great move of God, a great move of the Holy Ghost. Invite somebody, amen, to come be in church with us tomorrow night. A lot of places won't have church, so invite them, amen, to come be with us, all right? Love you, appreciate you, God bless you.